Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 to 45. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God endures forever. Today marks the first Sunday, uh, four Sundays leading to Christmas Sunday service, and we call the season the Advent. Advent comes from a Latin word called Adventus, and it means the coming or the arrival. And it's in the Advent that the church does two things. It looks back and it looks forward. It looks back at the first Advent when Christ came, and it looks forward to the second and final Advent when Christ will return. As such, we can say that we are people living in between two Advents, or simply that we're an Advent people. And what that means is that the story of Jesus coming into the world is not yet finished, which means that our stories are yet to be finished as well. God is yet to reveal the finale of history because Christ is coming back. And it's with this in mind that in the Advent this year, we've entitled our sermon series, A Weary World Rejoices. What we want you to know is that the weariness of 2020 will not be the final chapter of our story because as a people of the Advent, we can have great expectation and hope for a glorious finale of heaven's joy. And our passage today gives us absolute hope and a rejoicing that will one day come and stay for good because that's what we need. A, a joy that's everlasting, a joy that's not going to cop out on us. And today we'll look at the passage under the following three headings to look at that. The leap, the greeting, and the song. The leap, the greeting, and the song. Uh, let's first start with the leap. Look with me in the passage for today. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. To set the context for you, uh, Mary has just been visited by the angel Gabriel. And uh, the angel told her, uh, greetings, uh, you're favored by God. You're going to be with child. You're gonna bear a son and they're gonna call him the son of the most high God. And the Lord God is going to give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of, the king, and of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary, this, this teenager with a very tender and honest faith um, says, behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be so according to your word. 
And at this, in those days, Mary arose and went to the hill country to visit Elizabeth. And that's what we uh, see in our passage today as we pick it up. Uh, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, we're told, the baby leaped in her womb. Now, this isn't just any kind of leaping. It's a really special, special and precious kind of leaping because this word for leaping only happens twice in all of the scriptures. The first time it happens, it happens in our passage, um, and it actually happens twice in our passage, verse 41 and 44. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And then again in verse 44, uh, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And the second and the only other time that it happens in the scriptures is in Luke 6, uh, which is that section that has the Beatitudes uh, remember uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he, he leads off Matthew 5 with these, this list of eight Beatitudes. Um, and Luke's version, it's actually truncated to four Beatitudes. And, but in both passages, uh, the last of the Beatitudes is a Beatitude for those who are persecuted. And we're given a description of the kind of blessing or Beatitude um, of those persecuted. And we're told that the persecuted, when they get to heaven, they're going to leap with joy it says in luke 6 23 rejoice in that day and leap for joy so what this means is this for us that the baby who leaped inside elizabeth's womb foreshadows the kind of leaping for joy there will be in heaven when we get there and it's a leap not a hop or a skip or a fist pump uh, because you see, leaping is the foremost expression of bodily worship because you can't go further than your maximum leap. You know, imagine an athlete jumping his or her maximum vertical. Um, and I think uh, I looked this up, DJ Stevens had a 42 inch vertical with no step, which is pretty incredible. Um, it's your maximum vertical because your body can't go any further or higher than that. And that's something of what we see here. A leaping for joy like there will be in heaven. A joy to the max, you could say. Uh, a couple weekends ago on a Saturday morning, I remember very distinctly, um, we uh, took Evelyn, Jeannie and I, we took her to Central Park. And um, at that time, if you'll remember a couple weekends ago, we were still waiting for the election results to come through, uh, for there to be a projection of who the next president was going to be. But, you know, we couldn't wait any anymore. I knew that uh, all of the country was sort of hot on the edge of their seat that week. But by Saturday, we were getting a little bit, all right, let's, let's just go to the park. And so we did. And after we got done in the park, we were walking out. And all of a sudden, we're walking down the street and we see the torso of this woman coming out of her window and she has a pot and a wooden spoon in her hand. And she's just banging the two things together and just yelling at the top of her lungs. And we thought to ourselves, oh my goodness, we, we had no idea that the Upper West was like this. Um, and then we, we walked down a little bit further down the street and another one and another woman just shoots out of the, her front door and starts jumping up and leaping up and down. And then we see a taxi driver honking his horn and then a bike and a biker coming down and slapping his hand high five. And at that point, Jeannie was the first one to pick up on it. I kind of forgotten. But Jeannie says, oh, what? Uh, you know what? I, I bet Biden won. I bet Biden was projected to win. 
And uh, that was true. Uh, we got to an intersection on the Upper West um, with sort of like the lovely clamor of Saturday brunch. And all the people who were sitting and dining outside, uh, they started hollering. They started hugging and fist pumping and, and jumping up and down. And you'll remember that Saturday, right? When you saw on the news that all across the country, in our major cities, from DC to Philly to Chicago to LA, uh, the whole city was just erupting and leaping for joy because Biden had been projected to win. And I remember turning to Jeannie and saying, you know, when Jesus comes back, <laughs> that was my first thought, you know, when Jesus comes back, it's going to be so much better than this. There's going to be so much more leaping and dancing for joy because it's not just going to be uh, major cities or a handful of cities in the country. It's going to be every city in every nation erupting with leaping for joy. You know, the days of leaping and rejoicing are coming like the world has never seen. And that's what we remember as the people of the Advent that when Jesus comes back, there's going to be a leaping for joy to stay. And it all was triggered, if you remember in our passage, by a greeting, a simple greeting from Mary to Elizabeth. And that's what we'll talk about next, the greeting. You know, as we talk about the greeting itself, it's important to remember the order of who greeted who. Look with me in the passage again. In those days, Mary arose and went into haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. Who goes to greet who? Mary goes to greet Elizabeth. Or said another way, Mary, who carries Jesus in her womb, goes to greet Elizabeth, who carries John the Baptist, as it were, in her womb. And it's like Jesus is coming to greet John the Baptist first. Uh, later on in his ministry, Jesus is going to await the coming of uh, the Lamb of God, the one who takes the sins of the world, right? Jesus, he's gonna wait for Jesus. And he says, there is someone greater coming after me whose sandals I'm unworthy to carry. But way before that, in our passage today, Jesus comes to greet first. But this is kind of backwards. Because you see, in that time and place and culture, the person in a higher position never greeted first the person in the lower position. It was always the other way around. The person in the lower position always awaited to greet uh, the coming of someone greater, um, that they would bow and then they would greet um, this person of high stature. And yet what we see is that the foretold king, the Messiah, the great I am himself, comes to greet first. You know, the order of who greets who matters because this tells us about the order of salvation. How are you saved? At whose initiative? Because it's one thing for you to reach out and to greet heaven. It's another thing entirely for heaven to reach out and to greet you. It's one thing for you to know Christ. It's another thing for Christ to know you and talk about the greatest mission trip ever to have taken place. This is the mission of God in full HD picture. 
that the King of Kings, the great I am, would come to greet us first, to meet us where we are. And this is the Christmas tiding, everybody, that the Savior from heaven was born in Bethlehem to greet a weary world so that he might usher in a new order of rejoicing and leaping for joy. You know, when you're sick with pain or worry, and there's lots of that this year everywhere, uh, it's a comfort when someone comes to sit with you in your pain. They don't have to say anything, and in fact, words would just ruin it. Uh, they just need to sit with you in your pain. But in some ways, it's a comfort that falls short, isn't it? It can help, but only to a point, because they can only sit with you in your pain. It's still your pain. They can't actualize your pain away from you. But the Christmas message is that God would come to do just that, that he would leave the joy of heaven and trade it in for humanity's misery and sorrows, to experience the pain of sin and guilt and shame and ridicule and abandonment and the horrors of death on a crucifix so that we could experience the leap of heaven's joy. And today, I wanna to tell you that Jesus comes to greet you. He draws near to you. When perhaps you've drawn away from him and it's been quite a bit, uh, a time since you've done that. But however spotty your past and present, Jesus comes to greet you. However stained in sin and shame and guilt, Jesus comes to greet you because it's the purpose for which he came. And so see and hear his greeting today and welcome him in. You know, I'm confident today that this is what God wants us to see in this passage because as a result of Jesus' arrival, his advent, we have the coming and arrival of the Spirit who we'll see in this passage will give us uh, this amazing joy and um, he'll make us to sing a song of blessing and rejoicing um, at Jesus' greeting. Uh, read with me the rest of the passage as we look at our third and final point, the song. We're told when Jesus heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth with Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. And she explained, ex, exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. I love this picture. Jesus comes, Jesus greets, and the Spirit comes. And it's not just Elizabeth who's there, is it? There's Mary, there's Jesus in her womb, there's Elizabeth and John the Baptist in her womb, and now there's a Spirit's presence superintending their gathering, and they're singing. You know what this is? This is the very first Christmas service, and the very first praise leader, who's Elizabeth, we're told, in a loud outcry, which is the translation there, filled with the Spirit, breaks out in spiritual rhapsody. This old and once barren woman, and mind you, she's in some forgotten spot in the hill country 
of Judah. No name is mentioned of this small town in Judah, probably because no one knew or cared too much to know about this town in Judah. And yet, deep from within this inconsequential village was heard an outcry, a song that not only rung out and filled an old lady's farmhouse in the countryside, but rung out to fill even and to touch our hearts and even the world. What did she sing about? She sang about blessing. She sang, blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you. And we see the word happening three times here. More precisely, she sings, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, and blessed is she who believed. And the meaning of the song is this, and this is Elizabeth singing to Mary, and she sings essentially this message. Mary, you're so special, and you are so blessed, but not because you're special and blessed in and of yourself. No, Mary, you are blessed because of the fruit of your womb. You're blessed because of the child who lives in you. Do you see what it means to be truly blessed? Because this is the blessing that we need this season. Friends, what it means to really be blessed is to know that the child who lived in Mary is now the Savior who lives in you. This is the Christmas blessing to know that the child that lived in Mary is now the Savior who lives in you. This is our blessed assurance that Jesus is ours, that he's here with us, that he lives in us by the Spirit. And that's why he comes to greet us, to give us his Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that in faith we might know that Christ lives in us and we will be made to rejoice in singing about it. You know, if you're somebody who's tired because the season has been just really fatiguing, um, the, the burden of the season, I can only imagine for some of us. Now, I want you to know that the blessing of Christmas is for you today. That the child that lived in Mary is now the Savior who lives in you to make residence up in your heart as Lord and Savior. And so for those, for those of you in moments where you feel just really tired and really fatigued and burdened by the season, um, I, I wanna leave you with a song and I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this, um, but I will, um, if it'll encourage us. Uh, because in Ephesians 5, we're told um, that we should address each other in psalms and uh, hymns and spiritual singing, spiritual songs. And so I wanna leave you with a song um, that I grew up uh, with in my childhood. And it goes like this, and I hope that you be blessed. Christ in me is to live, to die is to gain. Christ in me is to live, to die is to gain. He's my King. He's my song, he's my life and he's my joy, he's my strength and he's my sword, he's my life and he's my Lord. 
Christ in me is to live, to die is to gain. Christ in me is to live, to die is to gain. Christ in you and me is our Christmas blessing. This is our Advent blessing. This is our Advent joy. This is our Advent song, that Christ lives in us. God bless you. I'm in this season. Let's pray.